Out Performance Shop is a proud supporter of Solid Rock Radio. They specialize in retail and wholesale of automotive high-performance racing and off-road products. They also carry a variety of accessories from remote control cars to rock and roller multi-carts. On the web at outperformance.com. Backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Hey, everybody. My guests tonight are the guys from Saved by Scarlet. You may have heard their songs, The Syndrome, Conquerors, and Fire Inside on Solid Rock Radio's rotation. Now you have a chance to learn a little bit more about the band and what they have happening. Let's go. All right. We have Matt, Nathan, Alex, and me. You got it. We're missing a drummer. Adam isn't going to be able to come. Unfortunately, he is in Maine right now, and he is working on his bachelor's degree, I believe. Awesome. And he's got a lot going on. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you guys are here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. I met you guys for the first time at Uprise Festival. I'm glad y'all came over to introduce yourselves. Yeah, that was awesome. It was so great seeing you there. I was shocked. I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Did you enjoy the show? Oh, yeah. My husband and I started going about three years ago. Really, it's a long drive for us. It's about 11 hours drive, and we usually have to split it up into two days. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Yep. I think my favorite moment at Uprise seeing Cindy uh, was when you turned around and uh, people were starting to mosh. I think it was during War of Ages and you ran across and you like you used your hands and you were like, all right, everybody out of the way now. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You use that term pretty loosely. I cannot run. I just moved as quick as I could. (laughs) Yeah, I, I know my limitations. I can enjoy the mosh pit as long as I'm over on one of the sides and right up against the barrier where I can protect myself (laughs) (laughs) it's always a good time though oh yeah yeah we haven't really introduced each other let's go ahead and do that i'll start with nathan let's hear what nathan sounds like so everybody will know hey everybody uh this is nate middleton lead vocalist of say by scarlet and um i love being a part of the team and so happy to be here all right and matthew middleton hey guys thanks for tuning in it's a honor and a pleasure to be here right now Uh, i'm matt middleton i'm nate's doppelganger we like to usually break the ice by saying god said copy paste i'm his identical twin he's copy on paste um i do lead guitar production and a lot of uh behind the scenes work with the band saved by scarlet control c control v control all delete (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) and the third person on here is alexander or alex my name's Alexander. I am the rhythm guitarist. I also do harsh vocals in the band. I'm the uh, newbie in here, but it's been a pleasure working with these guys. It's it's honestly a brotherhood. How long have you been with the band? I think I've been with the band for like close to a year, like nine months. Okay. I mean, I've been wanting to do this since I was five. And the fact that I'm able to do this kind of stuff now, be able to live out that kind of dream. Before Saved by Scarlet, I tried to be in bands. You know, it wouldn't happen. And then I prayed about it. So my friend Rachel already knew the guys, hung out with them. One day, they end up having a get together and a meeting at the Denny's. I show them some stuff I've been working on. And they loved it. I turned it down at first because I was like, oh, no, I'm already in a band. The band that I was currently in before Saved by Scarlet wasn't really going anywhere. But I wrote with them. I wrote with those guys. What was the name of the band? Chain of Consequence. And eventually, you know, they started getting busy. They started doing their own thing. That's when Nate messaged me and he said, hey, we're putting together a music video for 
our song, The Syndrome, we'd love you to be a part of it. So that's when, you know, I took the offer and now here you, know, you are. This is one of the best opportunities that's ever happened. Nathan, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, background on Saved by Scarlet? Oh, my goodness. Um, Saved by Scarlet has been through so many transitions. And, you know, when I look back on it, it really does feel like a flower that has developed and has been grown and trained and is learning and it's just amazing to see where the band is going. I say that because when we first started, um, we actually started as a cover band. We were a Skillet, Evanescence, and Flyleaf cover band, three-piece band. And we loved all of those bands. And uh, we shared a lot of the emotion that those bands uh, displayed in their music at the time. And so the band ended up evolving and changing you know, throughout time. And we continue with the music, but a lot of what we did were covers. And then we began getting prophesied over at churches in different places. People kept saying things like that there would be um, notes going out from our music that would go over the heads of listeners and that those notes would that they would almost dance in people's hearts and that it would resonate with them. Um, and they even said thousands. And it was really, really impacting to hear that because that was the first time that um, Saved by Scarlet had ever been recognized by someone, you know, um, from a church or even just someone who was important to us. It, it really resonated even more with us because we actually we didn't start out liking music like we we didn't play instruments, really. We didn't really do much with music. And um, when that person prophesied that it was like, wow, it's really weird because like we don't play music. We like music. We love, you know, all these bands, but um, we don't play it. And frankly, my mom tried to get us to play drums, but uh, she had to literally force us just to take drum lessons and try to get our abilities going, you know, and we just weren't really having it um, for whatever reason. It just wasn't its due time. And then all of a sudden, um, about the age of 16, we started, as I mentioned before, just a practice cover band jammed <laughs> trio. And um, man, it just like exploded like god just began to download songs onto matthew's heart songs onto my heart um one of our first songs was keys to your heart which was a love song i wrote and um matt's written quite a few as well and it just really grew from there and you know it was crazy because we didn't have the support of a label we didn't have the support of a record company we didn't even have a whole lot of support even outside of those things um just natural resources and, and you know we tried to save money where we could but god really really gave us opportunities through very difficult shows some as small as five people some as big as a thousand and we just really really stuck with it and tried to learn we taught ourselves how to create staging how to do music production uh the recording process mastering software to even do the recording process, as you know, is not easy. It's not something you can mm -hmm. just pick up in a day. And we just really, really tried to absorb as much as we could and learn. And um, we tried to really shut out the voices from people who thought that rock music was of the devil, too, which we know was a lie. We really, really just kept with the truth. And the truth that we knew was that we serve a God who saves and we serve a God who saved us through Scarlet and Scarlet represents Jesus' blood. But even more so, um, the band was coined Saved by Scarlet. The name Saved by Scarlet was coined by me in 2019. And I went to my brother and our drummer at the time. And I said, this is what God showed me. And I feel so unbelievably strongly that this is the name that God has given us, just like Jesus gave Peter a new name and so many other people in the Bible. Um, and what that was, was really a representation of their new walk with the Lord, you know. 
And mm-hmm. it felt like that with the band. It felt very, very similar like that with the band in the sense that we were young and we were learning, but God has taken us into a new place and that the name is going to be meaningful and that it's going to resonate in people's hearts, you know? And so ultimately the band name is derived from the book of Joshua. And um, in the book of Joshua, it talks about how uh, God's prophets were going into Jericho. And when they were going in, um, they were spying, essentially, in a good way, though. They needed to spy. It was vital for the Israelites. And they ended up running from some guards and they ducked into a person's upper room. And it ended up being Rahab, a local prostitute. Um, And she was kind enough in that moment. She made a decision in her heart whether to hide them or expose them to the guards that would kill them. And because she did this, they said to her that God was going to have favor on her life, that God was going to spare her. And they told her, if you throw a scarlet rope out of your window, that she would be saved when the inevitable battle happens and when the city collapses. And she said, but wait, what about my family? And they said, your family will be spared, too. That really, really impacted me because, you know, here's this prostitute where most of the world has rejected and Christians have also rejected. So at that time, you had to be very brave. That really impacted me um, when I was reading it, because number one, the word scarlet just always sounds so cool to me. And I really love it. And I love the color scarlet, but it really, really like shook my brain, so to speak, because I realized the scarlet rope represented Jesus's blood that would be poured out for mankind in the future. And at this time, Rahab didn't know that. (laughs) And she was just following what they were telling her to do because she loved her family. And because in that moment, she chose to love the Lord. And God did spare her life and her family's life. And that was a representation of how God was going to send Jesus and Jesus would die on the cross and Jesus would save not just a couple people, but that he would save the whole family, so to speak, and give that opportunity to accept Christ into our hearts and have a personal relationship with God. The other ironic thing is, I don't know if all of you listeners know this or not, but uh, Rahab actually is in the genealogy of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that really, really shook me to the core because it was like, wow, here's this defining moment where she made a split second decision that altered her life and put her in the same gene pool as Jesus. Think about that. That's incredible. So that is why our band name is Saved by Scarlet. Amen. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Check us out on Facebook at I'm with Mothership. Matt, twin brother of Nate, who is lead guitarist. Tell us about your music releases. I know you started in about 2016 releasing a single. Tell us about that and your album, Out of Darkness. Well, that's a great question, Cindy. Um, We actually began releasing our music way back when. I want to say we were probably around 16 years old and Our first release was um, a love ballad called Keys to Your Heart that Nate mentioned. And then we released um, our first rock song called Feel the Enemy. And for many people, um, there's actually this kind of like little uh, hidden understanding amongst um, like the inner circle of Saved by Scarlet that um, Out of Darkness was actually in parentheses after the title Feel the Enemy. And so um, it's kind of funny like how our new album out of darkness how that name still transcends you know to this day so to speak um we wanted to really use what god had um really like poured into my heart as like a a beautiful picture um something symbolic for people to almost visualize I feel like a lot of times people have a hard time with understanding God because they want to just see him. 
Um, and so I wanted to make something visual in the sense where we would tell a story um, and depict songs in an order in which would depict um, kind of this imagery of our lives being in darkness. You know, we're born into darkness. We don't choose to be born. It happens. And um, as we know, we live in a fallen world. There's a lot going on. Just turn on the news. Right. And so we wanted to depict this picture of light bearers. In First Peter, I believe it says that God sets apart his chosen people to be set apart to encourage others to love other people and glorify God in my like summarization. And so the album Out of Darkness was released two years ago, and we chose that name because of what I just explained, how we want to be image bearers for Christ. We want to show people that there's a hope and a way out of depressing situations and there's a way out of suicidal thinking and there is a way out for every single situation that a human could possibly encounter there's always a way out it doesn't mean that it won't be hard but it certainly is an option and so we wanted to present that to our listeners and especially targeting our younger listeners who are growing up in such a unprecedented time that we're in right now and so out of darkness as you mentioned cindy which came out two years ago began with uh, releasing our single Conquerors, which is focused around um, my brother actually had written the lyrics for that. And I had written the um, the music along with my brother writing the drums for it. And Conquerors is about overcoming fear, fighting alongside those people you love for the greater victory, which we know is in Christ. And Conquerors was released in, what would you say, Nate? Probably like five years ago, I want to say. It actually was digitally distributed um, as of 2017. Uh, that was the original Conquerors. And then we ended up including the new Conquerors, which just had a slightly different master over it with the rest of the album. So Conquerors was kind of our appetizer before the big meal. <laughs> we wanted <laughs> yeah. to get people hyped and ready and excited for what was to come. And then Fire Inside was released in 2018. And how are those songs done for y'all? Well, Conquerors has been um, an absolute success. My brother knows all the analytics, so I don't know, Nate, if you want to share a little bit about those uh, the logistics behind, you know, how many people are viewing and how many people have listened to Conquerors alone is astronomical. Right now, I believe our top listened to song is The Syndrome, but Conquerors has, what, what was it, 42,000, Nate? Right now, Conquerors on Spotify has done really well. It has over 53,000 organic views or listens, as you will. And then um, the syndrome is close by. It has almost 20,000. So Conquerors is doing really well on Spotify. But the syndrome is doing the best out of everything on YouTube right now because of the new official uh, music video that we put out, which is high quality. It was really well done. Um, it's in 4K high resolution. Just about 54,000. It's at 53,900 something. Tell us about adding Alex to your lineup. Oh, Alex is such an awesome asset to the team. He's been doing so well. Um, I believe my brother may have talked to him first at Rock the Block, a show that we had performed at. And he was a friend of a friend. And he came and it was really awesome to meet him because he had energy. He had passion for guitar. He loved talking about music. And we had a lot of the same similar tastes. And then he showed us a clip of some of his guitar riffs that he was um, practicing and learning and covering different songs. And he was very, very good at guitar. And I really, really liked him also as a person. Um, and so we were like, hey, you know what? Let's talk about the Lord. So we, we had some real talk, you know, about the Lord. And 
um, just asked him genuinely where he sat with that. Alex, uh, feel free to take the wheel if you want on that with your um, encounter with the Lord and SBS. By the way, that was actually Nate that I met first. And me and Nate just hit it off right off the bat. Like I said, I was uh, struggling to be in a band like this for a long time. And finally, I think I broke down and prayed about it. Insane to me because this is something I've been wanting for years. And for it to actually finally happen because I prayed about it, it was like mind blowing. And I think shortly after that, when I joined the band, I think it was either Nate or Matt who opened me up to the idea of going to church with them. And there's a church it's called Awakening Church. And it is probably one of the most fantastic churches I've ever been to in my life. Like before um, I was actually a born again Christian, I didn't really pay attention that much in church. And it was a very monotone style. But Pastor Jordan is uh, he's a younger guy. He's, um, you know, he he brings truth to the word. He does it in a certain kind of way mm-hmm. that just intrigues you and it just brings you in like you know i've never experienced that the style of music they do you know it's completely new and i'm so glad that the boys actually uh, exposed me to something like that what's the saved by scarlet song that speaks to you the most okay um this one's tough because conquerors was the first song i heard by them and that's what drew me in the first place the fact that i'm actually playing it now is just so surreal And the syndrome is actually really big to me, too, because I think I had like a month to learn that. Probably a little less than that. I don't know. How long was it? That was one of the things that drew us into Alex, too, because he was willing to take on one of our hardest songs, well, (laughs) the hardest song, and do it literally before learning any other song. (laughs) It felt so backwards, but it still worked, which was very, very perplexing but also like wow we can actually do this like you know yeah well nate what's the most personal song for you oh the most personal song would definitely be surrender all i mean that's the song that like i just really really um there were some parts of my life that were excruciatingly difficult and um it was usually due to a bunch of things happening at once i almost died three times i was emotionally abused um, lack of sleep, depression. I'm sure I had some uh, PTSD. There was just a lot to it and really just came to my breaking point. And God really did save my life through a miracle, a tangible miracle and an undeniable miracle. And so when we fast forward, when we were creating this album and I was in the studio room and I just remember um, sitting there thinking, man, this all sounds like really good. You know, we're self-produced and it's not, you know, it's not 100% perfect, but we're college students and we're just a couple of kids that seriously love to do music and are serious about our, our, uh, our passion, you know? So I was sitting there and I just had this wave, this almost like an anchor was just dropped onto me and it felt so heavy. And I just felt God saying in my heart, you've got the praise You've got the exciting rock. You've got the deeper, heavier rock. But like, what about something that will captivate people's hearts in a way that it'll just grab their attention and take them through a journey? I wanted to walk people through a journey of a song. And at the end of the song, I really wanted that song to create a a sense of fulfillment, of completion and and joy 
but walking them through a dark and troublesome road. And really that was like my, my life story kind of. And, Mm -hmm. um, I really, really, really felt strongly that we were to put it on this album. We did end up putting it out on the album between myself, my fiance, Sarah, uh, Matt, and really put all of the instruments together. And within a couple of days, we officially had Surrender All completed and is today one of the most beloved songs. Um, and it's definitely hard hitting if you haven't heard it. I've actually heard it. And if you saw my notes here tell me about surrender all it seems very personal <laughs> so i picked up on that <laughs> yes it definitely is and we make that known online too because we want people to know that sometimes listeners feel disconnected mm-hmm. from the band and we work incredulously hard to cut out that separation and mm-hmm. so that people feel like they are with us like that we're doing this with them that we're singing with them and that we are rocking the heck out with them you know. Nice. You're listening to Backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio. Which Saved by Scarlet song speaks to you the most, Matt? Surrender All also yours, or do you have another one? Yeah. So for me, one of the more personal songs on the album is a song I wrote called When I'm Cold. And that's a song that it's not quite as popular as Surrender All. That's for several reasons. Um, We ended up having a lot of different changes with the song. um, And people who are in my life ended up, you know, leaving my life um, for certain reasons. And so there were some technical complications with the production of that song. Um, So that that was tricky. But I knew that it was supposed to be something that I kind of produced anyway. I really wrote the entire song. And my brother helped with uh, mastering the drums a little bit. And um, When I'm Cold is a story about just kind of humanity in its nutshell, where people find themselves growing so cold in their hearts that they're not even saying hello to their neighbors, not even acknowledging one another, but rather just focusing on themselves. But the beauty of the song is I actually wrote it due to a personal experience I had growing up where I would have nightmares and I would go, you know, crying to my mom and she would sit me down. We'd listen to worship and I'd fall asleep in her arms. And so I decided one Mother's Day that was around the time that we were in the studio creating songs that I was going to write something for my mom. And so um, When I'm Cold is a a depiction of how people's hearts can be so cold and burdened by, you know, the stressors of life, but can be thawed out when, you know, encountering people who love Christ, who love God, who are there to wrap their arms around you and keep you warm, to help you survive, to help you keep going. So that's what When I'm Cold's about. And it's kind of neat because it has a a really um, broad stroke of a message in it, if you listen closely to the lyrics. And it, it has a lot to do with, you know, ice and, and just um, the cold atmosphere and whatnot, for a very specific reason, mainly addressing and hopefully captivating individuals who feel as though They've become numb to life's many traumas and whatnot. But the song brings the solution of feeling warmth again. And that implication is it's a factor that implies, you know, like the closer that you get to God or slash insert a person that means a lot to you, the more that, you know, you feel the warmth of your heart beating again and you feel like you're alive again. So, of course, that can also be tied into Jesus, but um, on a more personal level, it's really a song written for my mom. Well, now we've got more insight into a couple of the songs. Thank you. 
best musical advice you've been offered by a veteran? Oh, man. Nate, you want to take this one or maybe we can all chip in because I got something to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think um, there were a couple of people in our life that really did help um, and that offered some expertise. Um, There was one person, Matt Tarpey, who was someone who taught us guitar and did an excellent job doing so. He was really great. I would say probably the best thing, if I were to pinpoint one, would be one time after performing, someone told me, you've done really, really well with your craft. Don't let anybody hold you back. And, you know, there was a lot of feelings um, within church, within even in the secular world. There were some people who were like, oh, wow, like you think you can do this rock stuff and you think like because you've got like the lights and some fog geysers and stuff that you can make it. And I feel like some people were like intimidated and um, it kind of like backlash on us a little bit. And I feel like that really helps me like step over that threshold of holding back just because other people were holding me back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when we did that, it was so much more freeing. And I felt like I could just really be who I wanted to be on stage, even if people didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that really like. It gave me more motivation to do like what we do on stage and like to coordinate things and and be colorful with what we do, you know, in our presence. That was definitely one of the best things that was said to me. It really, really helped boost me. Matt, you said you had one. Have fun with it no matter what, because so many difficulties are going to come in the way and try and stop everything from being perfect. My word of advice was don't look for perfection. It'll never be that. It's not practical. However, you can certainly get as close as you want to to that, and that's great. But no matter what, if you're going to slip, things aren't going the way that you were hoping that they would go. Just have fun with it. God wants you to be blessed in the process. By being used by him is supposed to be a blessing, not a curse. So through all those tough times where, you know, uh, you're strapped for cash because you're touring and don't have much food except for fast food. Just try and have fun with it to get through the tough parts of it because it's worth it in the end. You're impacting souls. Amen. Is the advice you were given the same thing you'd share to someone new to the industry? Yeah. I mean, I would also say don't listen to what other people say about your music. <laughs> um, and I would also say be prepared if you're ready for this, if you're truly ready for this. Hire a therapist because <laughs> a lot of coordination that's going to you know, be involved. A lot of anytime you're managing people, it's a mm-hmm. tough thing to do. It's not it's really not an easy thing to do um, if you're an independent label. So I would certainly say make sure you have like a, a good, strong, natural support system. So, for example, like, you know, maybe just a couple friends you can rely on to call when you're frustrated because so-and-so didn't do what they were supposed to and it ruined the show or something. Not that that's happened to us, but I'm just trying to think of scenarios. Um, But we certainly have had enough trials that we've been through to be able to say like, hey, I think it's important to have someone that you can call. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a therapist, but But it might help. I was going to say, I was going to say the one thing I've learned, because since this is actually the first band you know, actually official band that I'm playing out with. I think the thing that's that I'm learning out of this is, you know, roll with the punches, you know, whatever happens, just keep right. rolling with it. I mean, there's times where we've had technical difficulties. There's times where things won't always turn out as planned, but it's how you deal with it. It's how you cope with it. 
that counts. You know, if you can pull it off, then do it. Amen. Good word. What's next for you guys? Well, we've been trying to work on new music. Uh, we definitely have um, some new music that we're working on. It's a little bit different, but it's a good different. And it's something that's polished and refined and post-hardcore, metalcore, hard rock. And dare I even say punk fans will really like and enjoy <laughs> right down their alley. But um, we're excited. We've got uh, big plans. And uh, this year... With the festivals that we'll be attending, we'll hopefully be performing with O Sleeper. It's a possibility. It's out there, but it is a possibility that we might be opening for Skillet. Oh, that would be cool. I hope that happens. I've been waiting for this since I was 14, man. Skillet was nah. my inspiration. Oh, Alex, what is your favorite road snack? Oh, man. Um, wow, probably Nutri-Grain Bar or something like that. Okay. Matt, your favorite road snack? I would have to say mine would definitely be... Junior Whopper from Burger King, large fry, a cup of uh, water on the rocks, and, <laughs> oh, Lay's baked potato chips. That's my road snack. Oh, okay. Can't just eat one. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right, Nate. <laughs> um, I really like French fries. I really enjoy um, chippies. You can't call them chips. They're chippies. And um, I really like uh, Doritos, um, Tostitos, Cheerios. Um, <laughs> I would eat something that ends in O's, apparently. Okay. Oreos? Raviolios? Yes. Ravioli, give me the formioli. Yeah. Well, it's been great getting to know you guys better. I really enjoyed uh, actually meeting you, like I said, at Uprise. And I hope to see you out there actually performing on the road sometime. Talk to you soon. Good night. Have a good night. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening tonight. Stay tuned for more great music all night long. Be sure to check out my I'm With Mothership Facebook page and Solid Rock Radio's website. Follow the link under Shows to Backstage with Mothership, which will have the links to my guests' social media accounts. This show will be replayed at 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Past interviews available on podcast.solidrockradio.org, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Pandora platforms. And remember this week, Be kind to one another.